morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another magical, maniacal sort of Monday, friends. Torture for 497, it's just another historic day. There's a an interesting theme that keeps cropping up in the headlines out there today, and I just gotta say, first of all, I apologize uh, for getting this out a little bit late, had some tech difficulties, and then kind of swimming through everything that's out there want to try to bring it all together here. This week is the week of Thanksgiving. It's a, it's a short week for many people, myself included. Uh, as a matter of fact, just a heads up, after pushing hard and researching and writing and recording six days a week since the first of the year, friends, I'm going to take a little break, a much-needed brief break, a four-day weekend this weekend. But, of course, not before I crank out three stellar reports and podcasts for the astute listening audience of the Torch Report. Uh, just want to thank you guys. I'm thankful for, for the listening audience, for the readership. Thank you guys for uh, for sticking with me through this journey of learning and discovery. Uh, it's been it's been kind of a wild ride, eye-opening to say the least. Now, as for the news today, friends, there are three stories that are being circulated out there that are said to be of historic significance. And Though they may appear to be disparate in nature, meaning they're not necessarily, they don't seem connected, I do believe that each of these stories are in fact significant and that they are in fact interwoven aspects of the unfolding events that are leading us up to the next election and the fundamental transformation of America, just to quote Barack Hussein Obama. So the first story up today... As we awaken this week, the next crazy news cycle is the historic election of Javier Miley uh, or Millet. I'm not sure how he pronounces the last name. He's a man uh, people claim is Argentina's version of Donald Trump. Uh, Other people have referred to him as Trump on steroids. I've looked at the uh, looked at some of his videos. It's pretty, pretty entertaining. The guy is pretty spot on. So he's he's pretty much this hardcore libertarian. Give the globalist hells kind of guy. Uh, He's an anti-woke populist, and his ideas appeal to the masses. And his election, overcoming all the fraud in Argentina, I think is definitely going to throw a wrench in the globalist plans for Argentina. So that said, I did put a picture uh, and some screenshots in the report today. Hey, friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to... TheTorchReport.com. You'll see uh, Javier, the savior of Argentina, you know, uh, embracing the warm applaud of the crowd. And uh, a little screenshot here from End Wokeness. You've got Javier standing next to a Don't Tread on Me Gadsden's flag. And it says, Holy shit! You know, Argentina just uh, made this guy their president. History has been made today. And of course, you know, Uh, Elon Musk chimes in on this. He says prosperity is ahead for Argentina. And I want to come back to this in just a moment. The second story, kind of straight out the gate today, is the story of Sam Altman. If you've been with me, that may be a familiar name. Uh, Sam Altman, the founder of OpenAI, he just got canned by the board of OpenAI. And he, along with uh, potentially 500 OpenAI employees, are fi- well, he's already found his refuge over there in Microsoft's AI department. 
which is known as Azure, and maybe these other 500 employees, they sent a letter to the board and said, if you don't reinstate Sam, then we're going to go with him. And so all of a sudden, Microsoft has this, you know, the brilliant founder of OpenAI and others, Sam Altman, he's kind of a, a force of nature, and, uh, and all these other employees kind of going under the umbrella of Microsoft. And this, too, is said to be historic, albeit in a slightly more verbose fashion. I'm quoting uh, an engineer here, Dr. Jim Fon, and he says, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that the course of humanity changed abruptly and fundamentally on 11-20-23. Holy smokes! You know, according to the good Dr. Jim Fan, this is, you know, this shakeup of Sam Altman going from OpenAI to, to Microsoft, he says, now Microsoft is going to have its own in-house version of ChatGPT. It's going to be able to leverage its massive distribution power to spin the biggest data flywheel ever to collect huge profits and scale the most powerful intelligence on Earth under the Azure banner. Uh, it's going to be able to do this without any nonprofit governance whatsoever, laments Dr. Fon. But I just think I think he's right when he says this is uh, you know this is this is historic right he says it's going to abruptly and fundamentally change the course of humanity and anything that's going to abruptly and fundamentally change the course of humanity is of course a very historic occasion so I think watching uh, Microsoft vacuum up the most powerful AI engineers on the planet uh, the software and the engineers on the planet, I, that's allegedly now, I think the deep state probably has their own versions, but I think uh, leveraging this, you know, allowing Microsoft to leverage this with their global monopoly and all that, I think that that certainly fits the bill of a historic occasion. Now, it's worth noting that Elon Musk himself has expressed concerns about Microsoft controlling all this AI, and this too... I want to circle back to here in a moment, but I want to, uh, before we get to that, I want to throw the third historic event out onto the table, the thermonuclear lawsuit. That's a direct quote. It's a thermonuclear lawsuit against the misinformation watchdog Media Matters. And this, this thermonuclear lawsuit actually comes from Elon Musk himself. He says the split second the courts open today, that would be Monday, X Corporation will be filing a thermonuclear lawsuit against Media Matters and all those who colluded in this fraudulent attack on our company. He says, stand with X to protect free speech. Now, anything thermonuclear, of course, has the potential to make history. And many people have opined that, uh, you know, this, this, this is a historic lawsuit. Oh my gosh, it's gonna, it's gonna bring all of this stuff to light. But I, I, I don't think it's historic necessarily for the surface level reasons. The question, you know, will this historic lawsuit lead to the death of online censorship? I mean, that's kind of what people are thinking here. And I believe the answer to that is no. This historic thermonuclear lawsuit is not going to be the death of online censorship. But it does make for some pretty entertaining memes. As a matter of fact, I got a picture in the report today. Uh, Elon Musk, it's a meme. He's posing next to the grave of Media Matters. And I'd say that Media Matters, which is just, uh, you know, it's a basically a progressive 
cabal, uh, organ of the global cabal. But they're, you know, they are the epitome of media censorship, the fact checkers that can't check the facts, right? So you're probably wondering, Luke, what the hell are you talking about? What does Argentina's elections, this AI shakeup and the Musk lawsuit all have in common? I mean, come on, come on, tell me, tell me now. You know, besides all three being historic, come on, how are these three events intertwined and related to our own 2024 election? Friends, I'm glad you're asked because we're about to find out. And in order to kind of unravel this, I, I want to come at it working backwards, if you will. Starting with Musk's lawsuit against Media Matters, I think it's important to point that out, that this bring this uh, into the conversation, because in this lawsuit, he's systematically exposing how the leftist nonprofit, Media Matters is a 501c3. Oh, they, they're non-biased. They're fact checkers. It's a bunch of crap. Right? They're, they're a leftist nonprofit, and they intentionally distort and misrepresent the so-called facts. And this is what Musk's lawsuit is bringing to light. They're, they're basically creating facts out of thin air to advance their narrative, to advance the progressive narrative, to censor valid and often critical information. And I think that's really, really important. But more than that... The uh, this this collectivist effort to bankrupt Musk and Media Matters is the one that's getting hammered right now in his retaliation. But there's been this effort to kind of bring down Musk ever since he took over Twitter, changed it to X and all of that. Well, this lawsuit with Media Matters is further exposing the connection between the Biden's uh, foreign business deals, you know, 10 percent for the big guy and all that and the, the Media Matters fact checkers and this super shady super PAC called Unite the Country, which is all in Biden's corner, anti-Trump and all of that. Uh, the Unite the Country super PAC, that's part of George Soros's network of dark globalist money. But all of these people uh, and these organizations, they're working in concert to keep Donald Trump out of the White House. <clears throat> and that is right now in real time, not just in 2020, but they're doing it again for 2024. And of course, I'd say none of this comes as a, as a surprise, but it is coming to light again. Now, that said, I would say that just like with the Twitter files, which were huge and historic, and the Google leaks, which were huge and historic, and all the other revelations of big tech interference in our elections that have come out uh, courtesy of the weaponization of government investigations, etc. Just like all of that really didn't go anywhere, kind of makes a big fluff for a second and then disappears. I honestly think that this, this whole thing with Musk's thermonuclear lawsuit is really not going to make much of a difference. So... It's worth pointing it out, but I don't think it's going to change the course of things. Uh, in other words, friends, I think that the cat has been out of the bag for quite a while now. And, and this, this historic announcement of news, you know, being released on a shortened holiday work week uh, when people are getting busy to travel and they're going to go spend time with their family and bibing and all of that. I think this release of historic news right now is just letting off a little steam in order to keep the sheeple distracted and full of hope. Hopped up on hopium, as I like to say. So 
the question that came to my mind is, well, how can it be, you know, how can we have so many millions upon millions of Americans are learning repeatedly that their government and private corporations and leftist nonprofits and a complicit leftist media, they've been interfering and stealing our elections for years. So how can this just keep coming to light and absolutely nothing is being done about it? How can that be? Well, let's circle back to the AI and this whole thing with Sam Altman moving to Microsoft. You know, uh, in the interest of time, in the brief uh, briefest fashion possible, friends, let it be known that Sam Altman, what the, that guy, the co-founder, the former CEO of OpenAI, who just got fired and is now working for Microsoft, this guy is a bona fide globalist. He is a Bilderberg buddy, uh, per Torch Report 369, meeting the global elites. He is right in the thick of it. Now, Sam Altman also happens to be the co-founder of that hot new world ID and world coin that's taking the world by storm right now. And of course, if you know, if you're in the know, you know that world coin, world ID, this is the globalist new iris scanning digital ID and digital currency scheme that came to light per Torch Report 423. Beware of the doom loop, the loop of doom. And then the other thing I want to point out here is Sam Altman, Again, along with rubbing elbows with CISA director Jen Easterly and other senior security officials at the Bilderberg meeting in China, same guy, Altman, he also had a very telling appearance on Capitol Hill. He was testifying on Capitol Hill, and in that testimony, he casually mentioned the fact that AI can be used to manipulate and persuade the public, specifically referencing elections. Okay, and then he says, oh, wow, it's, I mean, also we can use AI to fight climate change. And he was up there, you know, urging American politicians, we need to have a global view. We need to work on global coordination with this technology, this weaponized AI for the greater good to save the planet and make sure the sheeple vote for the right people. That's what he was saying, if you read between the lines. So that's, you know, everything I think that's relevant about Sam Altman uh, the fact that he's that Bilderberg was in China, for example, you know, the Chinese Communist Party is said to be the role model for the world. Right. And so the global elites, including Sam Altman and the director of CISA, which is, you know, the deep state censorship apparatus, they were over there having a meeting in China, you know, and of course, you know, the CEO of Pfizer was there and Altman was there and all these guys are getting together and they're, they're all globalists. They're all convinced that humanity is destroying the planet, or at least that's the excuse that they're using to justify reducing the human population and forcefully imposing an inescapable draconian surveillance state and a techno dystopian hell a la China style, not a coincidence. You know, we've, we've, we've covered all this in depth, so I don't want to really get hung up on it now, but it's just, it's right there in our face. And what I want to make clear here is that this AI shakeup, having Sam Altman moving over to Microsoft, which of course, Microsoft, Bill, Ga Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, all that, deeply embedded within the globalist depopulation agenda, deeply embedded within their strategies for total global control. So this move of Sam Altman moving to Microsoft and, you know, taken up in his, in the Microsoft AI camp, this is not 
a good thing for humanity. And I don't think that this shift is a matter of coincidence either. The timing of it all seems suspicious to me. You know, the whole hat tip in the testimony about using AI for political manipulation, that seems suspicious to me. Remember how they were recently saying here, it was a couple weeks back, uh, Joe Biden was saying, you know, Joe wants to move fast on all things AI. And I was pointing out the fact that, you know, Joe can't really move fast on anything mentally or physically or anything, you know. Uh, and of course, you know, at his stage of cognitive decline, there's no chance in hell the sock puppet can comprehend any kind of AI policy. So who's writing these policies? Well, it's the Sam Altmans and the rest of the global cabal. I'll tell you that right now. And they're using AI for the greater good. I'll tell you that right now. But it's accelerating, friends. It's happening fast. And speaking of happening fast, did you catch the fact that House Speaker Ron Johnson, which I'm, I'm liking this guy, by the way, he just announced here uh, end of last week that the 40,000 hours of J6 video surveillance is now posted online for the public to access. Well, that's really something, you know. People can now go and watch the footage for themselves and see the police escorting peaceful patriots through the Capitol, you know, opening up the door for them, giving them a little fist bump, and holy smokes, all of a sudden. Well, that's a, that's a totally different story than what the mainstream narrative has been for the last three years, right? I mean, that's a totally different story than Liz Cheney and the sham J6 show trials and all of that. But gosh, you know, too bad people don't seem to care that the whole entire thing has been a freaking lie, right? Honestly, friends, I don't, I don't think that people really care about Musk's thermonuclear lawsuit. I don't think people care about Argentina's Trump. I don't think people care even about the, you know, the evisceration of virtually every leftist narrative surrounding the violent insurrection on J6 or all the lies around climate change or any of the other lies that have been force-fed to the public since the start of the pandemic. I don't think people care because I believe that the last three years have sufficiently warped the public psyche. It's pushed people to the point of breaking, to the point that most people no longer care about the things that really matter. Most people don't care about the monumental events that have been fundamentally transforming life as we know it right before our very eyes. I think for the public at large, their give-a-dams busted. My give-a-dams busted. <laughs> you know, friends, I think that's why there's a pullout at the, over at thehill.com today. It says, six in ten people don't want to talk politics at Thanksgiving. Well, you know what? I don't think that's by accident either. You know, people want just normal, you know? They don't want to relive the past three years and learn that everything they've been told was a lie. People don't want to believe that their very own government has been weaponized against them and that their government has lied to them or that their government intends to enslave them. You know, that, that's so emotionally uncomfortable. Most people, I think, would pretty much do anything to escape the mental pressure. But unfortunately, friends, we cannot let them escape the mental pressure. We can't let people just be comfortable. We can't let our family and our friends and our communities continue to be lulled to sleep. We can't let them remain comfortable in their ignorance and denial of reality. We can't let them. We can't because we need their help. We need their help. The 2024 election will be a historic election. It will define the future of our nation for generations to come. And if we want to have any hope 
of overcoming all the media censorship and the propaganda, overcoming the manipulation of weaponized AI. If we want to get our country back on track and reclaim the reins of representative government, friends, we need all hands on deck. You know, there was an article out I saw today. It was referencing the 1963 study, the Milgram Experiment, and that that study suggests that only 20% of the population has the critical thinking skills necessary to question, challenge, or defy authority, even when the authority is telling them to do really terrible things. And many modern thinkers, of course, speculate this level of critical thinking has been significantly reduced. And I put a little excerpt in here from a guy, Mr. Jim Quinn. He's a, he's a smart guy. I like his writing. He's got it over at the burning platform. And he says this. He says, The powers that be, the invisible government per Edward Bernays, Utilize every tool at their disposal to make sure their authority is not defied. They have perfected Bernays' propaganda's techniques, integrating lies and misinformation and fear into their formula of control. Witness everything that has happened in the last several years as proof they have been successful in suppressing any substantive defiance of their authority. Period. End quote. Friends, that is a keen insight indeed. Government authorities are, in fact, using every imaginable means to suppress any meaningful defiance of their authority. That's why things just keep moving right along. That's why things are going to hell in the handbasket and the public just kind of keeps dopishly looking on. That's why the commie cabal is so smug and they're confident in their schemes. The cabal keeps marching on, which is exactly why I like to say, resist we must, friends, every day that we resist assimilation and we resist the urge to just go along and look the other way. We are, in fact, making history. So as we gather with our family and friends this season, let's remind them that resistance is the spice of life. And maybe, you know, share this report to remind them that today is just another historic day. And that is the message of my heart for the day. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, thetorchreport.com. Find the heart, click the heart, give me some love, subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know, get out there and embrace this magical maniacal Monday. Sorry for being late, moving a little bit long. Friends, I look forward to talking to you again soon.